0: This is Together 24-7, episode 138. Hi, everyone. This is Barry Cohen, one half of the Together 24-7 podcast. You've gotten to know us from listening to our show, but did you know that we've been in business together since 2003 and separately since 1997? We've taken our experience and knowledge from multiple successful businesses and transformed them into one company, Business Solutions for Growth. And now you can work with us directly. In just 30 days, we'll work with you to create a strategic plan with focus, clarity, and vision. We zone in on your talents, experience, desires, and skills to create the right business strategy for you so you can hit the ground running with a plan of action to take your business to the next level. For more information, go to businesssolutionsforgrowth.com or call us at 602-399-7430. That's BusinessSolutionsForGrowth.com, or call us at 602-399-7430. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I'm your co-host, Barry Cohen.
1: I'm your other co-host, Catherine Cohen.
0: And I'm so happy you are.
1: Well, you know, that would require you having a different wife if you had a different co-host.
0: Or it could just be the show Me 24-7.
1: Nobody wants that.
0: Nobody wants that at all. That's why I need you around. That's, you're the reason people like me. I know. So who are our guests today, Catherine?
1: Bodie and Mitchell Campagna, and uh, they are Mitchell J. Architecture, Inc. They're an architectural engineering, site acquisition, and real estate development firm out of San Diego, California. Um, so Mitchell and Bodie have been married almost 24 years. They celebrate their 24th anniversary on February 14th, 2017.
0: Why did, why did you just stop there?
1: No, because I'm just, I'm making sure that it's not their 25th anniversary. They've got two kids. Dakota is 20 and Colton is 14. Um, so Bodie is, Bodie is from, I'm going to guess the SDSU is South Dakota State University because the ND SU was is out of Bismarck, North Dakota for Mitchell. So, Bodie, you're from South Dakota?
2: No, I'm, that I'm is... from, grew up in Imperial Valley at SDSU San Diego State. University. Oh, it was San
1: Diego State University. Okay, I wasn't sure. But then when I saw the NDSU, I was like, oh, that's cool. They are like private yeah, schools. In... <laughs> so San Diego State University, um, you're a mentor for the Aztec Mentorship Program. Um, and that's that's
2: part of San Diego State. Yeah, it's a program they started two years ago, basically to you can mentor people this um, semester. I've been mentoring two fraternity brothers in leadership and entrepreneurship and any other things. Look at resumes, just kind of help them on their career path. Very cool. Very cool that they've set that up. More schools should do that. You were a realtor for 21
1: years. You had a modeling and acting career in San Diego. Um, You serve on the committees for for your son's schools, varsity, JV football programs, uh, all kinds of. All kinds of stuff. Um, PTF vice president for three years, and you talk about uh, some some rare disorders that you have. You want to tell us a little bit about that? We 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 postpone this interview and let let people know about those. I've never heard of, of these two disorders.
2: Okay, yeah, the the one I was I was uh, both I was born with. but one of them wasn't diagnosed with until just four years ago. But one is called HHT. It's heterary uh, hereditary hemorrhagic telangiectasia. It's kind of a mouthful. And what it is is it's really a a disease of. Um, arteriovenous malformations throughout your body. So similar to aneurysms throughout your body. And um, what happens is in in this um, situation, it's a capillary disorder. So you have veins and arteries going right together without capillaries. And we first became aware of this at age 21. It was December Uh, 5th of 1988 I had to have a 10-hour craniotomy and that was precipitated by a CT scan I had um, Halloween of 88 and the reason I mentioned that in this interview I was just invited to um, be a contributing author in a business book called The Better Business Book that's coming out on Amazon and Kindle January 31st and I talk about this story in there and basically um, yeah I had a 10-hour craniotomy they thought it was a one-off and later on they discovered it was a rare disorder once they discovered I started having major nosebleeds and since then I've had to have four sinus surgeries. I've been infusing iron for 11 years. It's somewhat like hemophilia. So once I get a nosebleed, I can lose a cup of blood in a half an hour. And um, so I struggle with that. And the other one is Ehlers-Danlos. It's a connective tissue. They're both autosomal dominant, never skip a generation. So our oldest son, Dakota, has inherited um, the HHT as well. Oh, my gosh.
0: You That's... know, I, I, I'm going to interrupt because the, you use the term craniotomy. Typically, otomy means removal of. Cranium is your head. So they removed your head completely. They
2: did, and I'm so happy they left my <laughs> lips and mouth on. <laughs> but actually, what they did is they 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 drilled. They it's kind of interesting. They drilled three holes in the side of my right right side of my head, and they sawed ear to ear. And they took out a golf ball size of bone on the top of my skull and chipped in and went in ten hours to go ahead and to clip the AVM. So I do have a titanium clip about the size of a, a silver razor blades. So whenever I go and have um, sinus infections and they have to do scans, they're like, do you know you have them? I'm like, yes, I've had brain surgery. I have a clip in my head. So, but I don't, I don't set off the, um, anything at the airport because it is titanium. So,
1: right. So those don't set them off at the airport, which is very, very good. Um, yes. now you started assisting your mom with real estate in uh, with her real estate business age 12. You were collecting rental pay, uh, You were collecting payments on the rental properties and calling up the clients. So, so were you like a little, you know, a little mini uh, uh, enforcer? You know, hey, it's the second, and you know, and you haven't given us your check yet. Come on,
0: who's going to say no to a cute little twelve-year-old yeah. girl given the sad? It's like the Girl Scout cookies. You can't say no.
2: Well, I want to know: is it the sad eyes, or, or were you in the? Were you the enforcer? No, my, my, uh, my main name was hammer. So it was oh, hammer wow. time. Was I was so all tough. about hammering folks to get jobs done. So that's what I was doing. And my mom, um, with her situation, she taught my parents divorced when I was four. So she taught school full time and sold real estate at night. So wow. most of my example, yeah, she taught school from eight to three and sold real estate from three to 10. And, um, so yeah, so it, it was a lot that I tried to help her manage just to kind of take, and I'm the youngest of the three daughters, but I was the one who was helping make sure her account, her accounts weren't overdrawn and following up on things and clients and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of an old soul. I was in financial planning seminars at 15, so. Wow. Every kid should go to a financial planning seminar. And Mitchell, you grew up in the very cold
1: Bismarck, North Dakota area. You attended, now NDSU is North Dakota State University, Yes.
0: Yes, that is correct. Oh, finally got the one bison.
1: So I, so I Finally got, I, I assumed the SD and then the ND. I assumed I shouldn't have. That, you,
3: is, you got, typical, that is okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you have your degree in architecture and you have a minor in engineering. And then you decided that the North Dakota winters were too much for you, I'm assuming. You came out to California to work and you moved to Temecula, beautiful area. Nice wineries out there, right?
3: yes ma'am absolutely um yeah it's uh it's more of um geez north dakota didn't really offer much as far as architectural architectural degree went um you know there there's it's a lot of farmland i mean the cities are big back there but um i guess i didn't want to design barn silos the rest of my life so i always knew i was um getting out of there and where whether it was uh, actually i was uh, contemplating new york or Uh, Southern California at the time. And my um, sister had come out here the year before and moved to uh, Carlsbad. And so I came out and stayed with her and her husband uh, just for a month until I got on my feet. So that's how I started. Smart move going to California instead of New York. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Weather's a lot nicer.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And Carlsbad is a nice area. We're familiar with it. So uh, you got a couple of different architectural jobs and then you landed a uh, a position at Jackson and Associates, which is a real estate development firm in San Diego. You were the director of architecture, um, and you did single resident. He was o- published. He, he was, was published for a single resident occupancy SRO project in Hillcrest, and the name of that project is Studio Eight Nineteen. Um right. Is that a a, a a significant building in architecture? Is that yeah.
3: A- yeah it's um it's kind of a hotel it's like a residential hotel okay. um, and it is the uh tallest building in Hillcrest. We had a heck of a time um getting it approved there because of its height and right. um and it's it's mostly for transitional uh, people like they come out um for a, say a business person moving here from Chicago would wanna you know stay for a month and look look around for a real apartment or a per- more permanent apartment i should say or a home. So that that's really what it was for. And geez, my boss threw me to the wolves I um, when presented it in front of the business association. And he said, um, oh, Mitch, I'm going to be out of town. You know, can you do this for me? I go, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. And boy, they were loaded for forbearance. What are you doing in this with this tall structure, you know, because basically it was a um, eight story building. Uh, going up in Hillcrest, and there, and there was really nothing over two stories right. in Hillcrest.
1: Right, And So where- I
3: basically took the eggs and tomatoes and everything else thrown at me and uh, worked with the community and, you know, came back and represented and got it uh, approved and then uh, subsequently got published for it later on in architectural magazine.
1: Very nice, very nice.
0: I and- hope you rubbed it in their faces, people that were <laughs> naysaying you.
1: I'd love to do ability. that, but I,
3: I had to go back for other projects. <laughs> so That's
1: right. You can't, you can't do that. I, I used to be one of those people that sat on uh, one of the city committees. So yeah, you can't, can't rub anything into their faces. So from there right. you created the company, the Campania Collaborate. And uh, then the recession hit, of course, in the early nineties and you worked for another firm for a little bit. And then you went out again on your own and you created your own firm. Um,
3: yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, I actually started learning I could go in and um, win projects and hold them on my own, and um, a lot of times like the 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 uh, job that I took uh, in the interim that you mentioned uh, was for one of the largest companies in San Diego, and I, I just I got very little support from them um, when I try and when I go and land these big projects. And so I thought, what am I doing? You know, I can do this by myself. (laughs) So that was really the key to uh, launching.
2: And that's where he learned the telecom. It was at that firm where they were doing telecom design. Right. So it's very interesting what you guys do. And I want to talk about that in a second. But uh,
1: last question on your background, Uh, your two sons, Dakota and Colton, are they involved in your business at all? Uh, Or are they looking to become architects or they, oh, they, they want no part of this.
2: No, Colton, I've had him file papers for me, and he has, he said, I have no interest in all the things you do in filing papers. I've And he gets paid, I go, come on, you're 14, I paid you the minimum wage to come in and file papers. And Dakota is like an idiot savant for sports. Um, he can tell you all 150 NBA starters. All the starters for the NFL, um, MLB, and he's really a genius about that. So he wants to go to work in communications, and probably I know people at ESPN. He might want to get a job there. And Colton is multi-talented, loves sports, music, acting, all kinds of things. Yeah, so, last yeah.
3: we knew, he wanted to be a rock star or pop star. He keeps yeah. correcting
2: pop-, pop star, pop yeah. star, right? Oh, rock yeah. star yeah, no, is so much
3: better. Reasons.
2: Well, yeah. no, yeah.
1: no, we're no, we're an old generation, hun. We're an old generation, <laughs> so we, yeah. to no us, brick and mortar for
0: these kids. Yes,
1: so to us, rock star is very, very cool. But apparently, pop star is the new cool. Oh, right, pop star, pop right. star is pop I, star I is just the new keep black. thinking Bieber. Yeah, well, it's that's... Like, yeah, yeah that's, something like that. Oh, yes, yes. oh, he's super. certainly
3: not afraid to get up on a stage.
1: Well, oh, that's that's good. So it, it, it's very interesting what you guys do. We we're talking a little bit before we we started the show, and architectural engineering, real estate development and you architect...
0: Design. The design. word's design.
1: You, are, you architect. <laughs> you, That's so You good. architect them. <laughs> and, and, and I had a full cup of coffee. Um, it, so you design communication arrays. Tell us a little bit about that. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, what we do... Um, the other aspect where I mentioned site acquisition um, is as far as that goes with our site acquisition, uh, since I'm a realtor, how we use my license is we also have a broker who works for us. So we'll go out, and let's say you... AT and T wants to have a cell site in a certain location, so we'll go out and we'll do a site walk. We'll look at the area, decide on what the county or whatever jurisdiction will allow for the height limit, and then we'll propose a sell site. And through the site acquisition side, we execute a lease on behalf of the carrier with the landowner. So let's say they say, hey, if you'll let us have a 30-year lease, we'll give you $1,000 a month, and um, then we're going to build the sell site. We'll, we'll you know, put this out here with the equipment shelter and all the backup generators and whatnot, and, that's, and then we go to an area. What they do is they look at areas where they, they don't have enough coverage and they call those areas rings then they'll go into a ring and figure out where they need coverage on a on the commercial side. The other side is we worked for the uh, Coast Guard helping find the uh, boaters that are lost at sea and this current project we're on is a dedicated first responder network. There's uh, 300 projects in LA County. Actually the Hollywood Hills sign we walked is one of our projects last year. We've done Beverly Hills PD, Reagan Ranch, Malibu a lot of high level projects but we'll go out and look at a site and Mitch will gauge it with RF engineers and you know, uh, coverage heights and limits and then design a system that will work.
1: So very interesting. It's all part of design and you design buildings.
2: Correct. Yeah. We do traditional and homes. We did, um, the Cedar fire homes, some of those homes here in Tierra Santa and Scripps Ranch back in 2002 from those fires. And also the Laguna Hills, Mystic Hills fires, Mitch did about four homes up there in 1993 when that fire occurred. Oh, wow. So tell us, how did you guys get started in business together? Oh, how did we? (laughs) Um, Well, we decided really I was working as a title rep and um, having worked in real estate, I always had these really great jobs. So I was a real estate title rep and I was out getting to go to all kinds of lunches. And and here's a funny story is that when we first got married, Mitch got laid off. Well, this part wasn't funny, but I mean, he got laid (laughs) off like 10 days before the wedding. And so Mitch was like, you know, broke basically. And we would, and I had this big expense account for my job. And so I'm out with my other, you know, people taking realtors out to these big dinners and, and Mitch is going down and he would go to Taco Bell to buy like his lunch. And he'd drive an extra down to the grocery store to pay it by a 25 cent soda. He's like, I'm not going to spend money. So 99
3: cent burrito and 25 cent soda. Yes.
2: Yes. So we came from two different walks of life. (laughs) I I grew up on the country club with an unlimited expense account on the ninth fairway at the Barberworth Country Club in Imperial Valley. You guys probably. You know, out there, El Centro area. And then Mitch lived in Bismarck and they ate out like maybe once a month and we ate out like five nights a week. So very, very, and on top of just having different life concepts, different socioeconomic uh, upbringings as well. So it was a bit of an interesting um, meeting of the minds. And, and then you created the business. So it, it
1: Bodhi. okay, so wait, let me take a step back. Mitch, you've always been an architect. Um, you started two different firms, architectural firms. And,
2: Bodie, you came into these businesses with Mitch, or did you start the second one together? No, the second one together, Mitch had gotten, um, he, after he got that that Cedar Fires, um, I'm sorry, the, the Mystic Hills Fire Home, he was working on a fire home, and then they decided there were some issues with the contractor, and the project was put on hold for about a year. So at that point in time, it was February of 1996 our son was just born and so i was staying home with him and then the the mitch um, mitch's personal business um that he was doing was kind of drying up and that's when he went to work for stickler design and worked there a couple years so once we started the business together again we launched it i'm really the director of operations as well so i oversee um Really, I don't sleep because of my, my disorder. So if there's something good about the L illness I have, I, it's a chronic um, insomnia. So I sleep about four hours a night. That's why Mitch is always worried if he turns over, I'm going to start talking at 2 a.m. because I usually go to bed at 2 and get up around 2.30 to 30. I
3: fake that I'm sleeping quite a bit.
2: <laughs> so so be, because of that, and he goes, he gets really uncomfortable to lay still. But because of that, I, I'm able to do a lot of various things. So I do um, business development, HR, oversee all the payroll, retirement accounts, and financial aspects for the business as well well as um any kind of marketing business development stuff so that's why we decided to take that side of it from what i did as a title rep because that's what i would do i would help people start their businesses i'd do marketing for all the realtors and that was part of the title representative job i had so we decided to meld that with mitch's textual set and um, go into business together and it was january 8th of 1998 so we're, we're just coming up on our 19th year here
1: wow and uh mitch what what part of this whole business do you handle
3: uh, boy, I'd like to say nothing after all that. Um, <laughs> Sleep. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, I handle the architectural side of things, and I'm a, I'm with clients a lot, uh, probably a lot more than Bodie. But um, you know, I'm I'm I like to be up with them at the you know meetings and hear their input and what they want because I need to convert that you know architecturally into design and bring that back to our staff. Uh, you know, versus what Bodie does, and really she's more operations within our staff and um you know she really hires and and fires and you know does all the hr she says so
2: yeah we always joke the running joke is if mitch dies i need one architect with a stamp and if i die they need 10 people so
3: (laughs) (laughs) and i don't mind that and our
2: staff always says his name is on the door but whenever i'm not feeling well like oh i hope you're okay you really run everything
1: (laughs) So you have to keep that health up and 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 keep the energy going high because well Mitch you know, Mitch just does the actual design and stuff. I mean,
2: I like yeah. nothing
3: and plays yep. golf. Yeah.
2: And yeah, plays he does. he plays a little <laughs> golf. But yeah, no, no. My energy, the funny thing is if I sleep two hours or I sleep twenty, my energy is exactly like it is. It's I'm a hundred and twenty, I'm like the energizer rabbit. I've often been called that little pink rabbit on TV, the pink bunny. Yep. Like, yeah,
3: I'd say I, I'd say I'm more of the visionary of the of the company. I want to, what she does is she allows, she gives me with her doing everything. It allows me time. I'm more working on the real estate development side of things now. So it frees me up quite a bit.
1: That's good. That's good. It's a, it's a good mix. You're not overlapping each other. You're not stepping on each other's toes. And for the last 19 years, you've had a successful business running.
0: And, And with the 19 years in business, I want you to think back, go deep into your memory and, Tell us, tell our listening audience, what the biggest entrepreneurial fight you've had, and how you worked through it.
2: <laughs> oh, that happens every day, and we still are not sure we worked through it. <laughs>
0: I'll,
2: I'll tell you the best win. I know, we were talking about this just the other day when we saw the list. Um, yeah, what one of them is, is an as is an issue we, we took on the at t generator project on behalf of General Dynamics, and the project was a big loss because the the cycle times that from start to finish were too long and. We we still are just finishing that out. It was something I was really adamant about not taking on because on the front end we'd already lost probably 150 on it. But Mitch really That's wanted to do 000. that. Yeah, 150,000. 150.
0: Yes. 000, $150. <laughs> yeah, we figured that. that. Okay,
3: just making clear.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: but, so, so, but so Mitch wanted to um, continue that to keep our site acquisition division together, and I wanted to not do that. But but because of it, even though we did lose money and it probably lost more than that, we still do have an active site acquisition arm in san diego so if i had to look back i don't love losing a couple hundred grand but the fact that we still have that i guess it's a win because we do have a staff of 10 people so it's mitch and myself and then eight additional employees
3: as well. uh, what's a couple hundred grand between married people
1: come
2: on <laughs> that's right uh,
3: but no um and, and that was you know the the nut that in a nutshell it was a it was a of small little projects that didn't pay well you know the AT&T wanted to put permanent generators on all their cell sites and uh, which is not easy to do in the first place but uh, people just don't like stinky noisy generators um, on their property so yeah that was a bust basically with our business and then mine uh, was uh, uh, further back um, I I forget what year it was but um, we had a uh, surveyor that uh, just kept working for us without telling us um basically and and it was it was kind of our error too because we we just didn't call him and tell him to stop we just thought the fact that we weren't you know calling each other for 6 months was an indicator that this project was no longer going but like 6 months uh, later he comes and delivers a survey of uh, almost this entire park uh, that we did uh, for a cell site um farm and um and we go, what, what are you doing? You didn't stop working on this? And it was like, I forget what it was, $9,000 that we owed. I think it was like
2: 6500 6, 6, But 60 he sent a bill with the survey. But he really should not have done that. But I feel like the biggest fight on our part was I said he did the work whether or not you know, we've never been one positive. We've never, we've never, never had a workers' comp claim. We've never had an EDD issue. We've never been sued by a vendor, a client, or employee in the last 19 years. Knock on wood. But, um, but this scenario, even though he did the work and we know him in town, I wanted to pay him. Mitch did not because he wasn't authorized to keep working. But we did end up paying him.
3: So that's really the true balance that you'll see in us is that she gives away the farm and I don't and we kind of somewhere meet in the middle most of the time on her side
0: okay <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna have to say Bodie you win because you know a $6,500 loss over a $200,000 loss well you yeah. know
3: <laughs> I knew that was coming I knew that that addition was coming
0: so let me let me uh, flip it around now tell me some of the joys that you guys have being together 24 7 living together working together having a career together
2: um, we're able, I, I think it's nice that we have the freedom, like when our sons have games or activities, we can run out together, we can, when, when Mitch comes and says, oh, let's have lunch, I'm like, seriously, so we can see each other all 24-7 in one
3: day. Oh, come on, she loves so, the fine dining, Please. But I
2: say, I would say my, my favorite saying is like, oh yeah, my husband and I work together some days are longer than others, right? And so, but but yeah, there's a lot of positive that we're able to, um, I like to talk business 24-7, Mitch does not. He'd rather stop working and have a glass of wine at five or six o'clock and kind of cut out for the day. And I'm usually emailing till 10, 11, 12. Obviously, since I don't sleep, I, I can hit emails up now that they have email. When I was in high school, I really couldn't call after that time and be rude. Right. So but but I think just having the freedom to come and go to be together when we want to be at our kids sports to be involved in new community service and you know we're also in a really coaching. cool group uh yeah mitch coaches a lot um are we go to new break christian fellowship here in tira santa and our pastor came up with an idea called the um, new break business association this past year and we have about 35 to four thousand members of the church within six campuses and he invited about 35 um, business leaders to join him. And so Mitch and I were chosen as two of the people that's part of the group. So we're able to do a lot of things of that nature, be involved with group and networking and venues, which is very cool. So that's the positive for me.
1: I like that glass of wine at five o'clock. I'm all for it. (laughs) I'm on your side, Mitchell. I, I, yeah, the glass of wine at five o'clock says, don't call me anymore because I will be incoherent because it's not a glass. It turns
0: it turns into a bottle. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. He <laughs> yes. says I
2: pull him into his. He says, Stop asking me questions. You're pulling me into your vortex. <laughs> so I asked him questions constantly. Just last night, we were going to bed talking about business. So this is like probably 11. He's like, We're talking about business again. But I love business. I, I live, eat, and one of the comments I wrote in my bio, I think I said that um, when I was a sophomore in high school, they said, What did you want to do? And I said, I'm going to be a vice president of a corporation. And that's exactly what I do today. And I knew that when I was 15.
3: Why did you stop at vice,
0: vice president? president?
2: Yeah, I was going to ask that.
3: Yeah, you could take over our company.
2: Well, (laughs) back in my the reason being, I said vice president back in the era in which I was raised, there were not that many women presidents. So I I had a big dream, but I also knew the place in society with the societal norms at that time, because that would have been back in like 1983 at the time. So okay, And, and. And one of the other cool things, really quick, is that I used to travel. My parents were divorced, so my dad lived. So I really went to, like, I feel like I got to go to Wharton Business College or something when I was between 9 and 12 because my parents divorced. My dad lived in Fresno. My mom lived um, in the Imperial Valley. So we would fly between San Diego and Fresno multiple times a year. And I would always, starting at 9, look for a businessman carrying a briefcase, usually glasses, just a stereotypical business guy in the airport. And I'd sit next to him on the flight. Purposely, I'd seek him out on Southwest or, or PSA. Back then. And I'd ask him all business where did you go to school? Where did you go to college? How'd you get started? I, I I met the presidents and vice presidents of IBM, Mars Candy wow. Company, Hewlett Packard, and they, they thought it was really funny because I was nine between nine and twelve, asking them these very engaging questions. So they'd always put down their briefcase and chat with me for the hour flight. So I learned a lot from that time frame. Very nice. Very nice.
0: Now I know this is going to be hard for you to answer, Bodhi, but I know I know you can what is something that the two of you do to separate your business time from your family time? Come on, you can do it. Oh, that's, that's the most difficult. Now, now Mitchell, Mitchell, you can't, Mitchell, you can't say I fake sleeping. That doesn't work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We honestly have really interesting story now that you mention it, because our 25, when you'd mentioned that earlier, Catherine, our 25 year anniversary is on going to be Valentine's day. And, um, 2019, 19 not 19 20 20 um What's that? 2018. No, no, 2018. And so, yeah, so so Valentine's Day of 2018. And so, um, we, yeah, we'd be, um, we'll be celebrating 25 years then. And so what we were talking about doing was going to um, Hawaii by ourselves because we have never taken a vacation alone since we have had children. And our son's going to be 21 on February 3rd. We've gone on a business trip to Boston to General Dynamics. We won the top um, vendor um, architect of the nation for two consecutive years out of 600 architects for General Dynamics, but wireless architects. But anyway, we've never gone alone. So I think really would be like when we have lunch or breakfast or grab, go out for a happy hour, that would be it.
3: (laughs) Would be. Did you hear that? Would be. Would Would,
2: be. But business still comes up. But we still talk about business. But
3: she still brings up business.
1: (laughs) So not at all would be the uh, correct answer. Probably. (laughs)
3: Listen, I try, as you heard previously, I try to say, just watch the news with me. Watch a movie. See, she doesn't. I got to tell you, she, she Going to a movie is really not even a favorite thing of hers because she can't talk during a movie in a theater,
1: <laughs> especially if I'm in the theater like near you. We went to the movies on Christmas, and they, it's the last show of the night on Christmas night. And they bring their little kids to a show that probably was not appropriate. And uh, yeah, turning around, giving dirty looks, yeah. So, so you certainly can't talk in a movie if. I'm there with oh, you.
0: Oh, you'll get the stink it. No, eye. and I'm
2: always polite, though. No, <laughs> I don't. But I do, if, if you guys could, if I panned my screen around and we were, the video and I, you saw, I have hundreds and hundreds of books of every, I mean, business, psychology, personal development, hundreds, and I've read the majority of them. And actually, I just got to partner with Jack Canfield. I met him in person October um, 30th, and I, I let him know that I donate. I, he was at an event I was at, and I just walked up and started talking to him. And I said, hey, I've, I've bought 35 year books over the years, and I donate them to an the Infusion Center because I spend a lot of time with the chemo patients. He's like, oh, thank you. And he's like, do you want a picture with me? I didn't ask him because all the be everybody else asked. I'm like, sure, I'll take a picture. So then I emailed it to his vice president of operations and they agreed to send me 25 brand new books for the only the price of $20 for shipping to donate to the infusion center down at Kaiser for the chemo patients. So I thought that was very cool of Jack Canfield. That's so great. very exciting.
1: That's, very, that's cool. Yeah, I also... Wow, when, when Chicken Soup came out, when the first Chicken Soup book no, came out. No, it wasn't out.
0: the first one. It was after that. But Was yeah. it really? He was yeah, it was do, the he Success was, Principles. That success was
1: Principles book, and he was doing a free tour, and he called up our church, and he wanted to talk about it at the church and, and do a presentation. And uh, I was the president of the board at the time, and I got to introduce him and, and meet him and everything. Really nice guy, really interesting.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. And I'm reading sex principles right now. I recommend it to everybody. I tell everybody to get the success principles that I mentor. So great book. She jumped ahead in the question. Well,
0: well, that might not be <laughs> the book. So here's the next question. Of all those thousand and one books that you have, uh, which one of them stands out as being the one that really helped along your
3: entrepreneurial career?
2: Well, I'll let Mitch go first.
3: Well, I, well, mine was um, I'm a big fan of uh, Anne Rand so um atlas shrugged would be mine or or fountain you know fountainhead too i mean that's all about architecture so but yeah those two are very you know business business type you know capitalist book book reading so i mean i really once that struck a chord with me
2: but i would say for me i read a lot of i love john maxwell um we used to attend john maxwell's church um, in skyline before he became the big deal, when he left the church back in 1994 or 1995 to start his whole um, leadership career and whatnot. So um, I love John Mac- Developing the Leader Within is one of my favorites. Um, Change Your Attitude by um, Dave Bay and Tom McPherson is awesome. And I also really like um, the Max Lucado and Chuck Swindoll. I read a lot of their stuff as well. But um, I- Success Principles is my current one. I'm- I read about five books at a time. So Wow.
0: I, I wouldn't have been able to guess that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and i and i do re- read three i i do a, a devotional i do one that's a devotional every morning and then i do a uh, one that's uh what 52 things wives
2: yeah it's something. a it's a wife's a wives book i recommended for him that we're going to start reading this a hundred ways to love your spouse starting this year we right. each have the one for the wife and one for the husband
3: yeah and then my other one's a business book that i always read that's so. that's
0: awesome now if you can give our listeners just one piece of advice what would it be
3: Honey, you're always telling people, I, people what to advice. do. <laughs> no, no,
2: I do. I just give a lot of free advice, whether they want it or not. Um, but uh, what I say is, is if if you if you follow up and do what you say you're going to do, you'll be a very rare person in this day and age. Because so often, you know. 85 to 90% of life is just showing up. But the majority of people no longer do that. And also having integrity in everything you do. We've been told before, you know, if you guys fudge a little bit or if there was more gray in your life, you would have more success. And I said, really, you know, in the the end of the day, I answer to God and I have to be true to myself. And so for me, if I could do something that I could get an extra couple hundred thousand to get back that money that we lost on the generator deal, I still would not. Come on, you'll never let that go. I wouldn't do that because in the end of the day, it's doing the right thing so again mine would be following up do what you say you're gonna do every day of the week 24 7 and twice on sunday
0: okay
1: i was waiting for mitchell
0: that's what i was i I, thought because she said that would be mine she said that would be mine mine. assuming that's a lead-in for mitchell to say something
1: (laughs) you know it's 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 part of that five percent that at the beginning of the interview she told us she'd let mitchell speak
3: Yeah, that's right. So I think I'm pushing four, maybe. Um, Yeah, myself, I just when I meet younger people, I always tell them just to, um, you know, do the work that they love doing. And then the money follows because a lot of people are, you know, worried about how much money, you know, I want to make, you know, six figures right out of college. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I always say, you know, look, if you if you really do what you love doing, you'll be great at it. And the money will just follow. And that's really it's. I know it's a simplistic thing to say, but it it usually is the case.
0: I, I have to agree a hundred percent. I think, and I think you said, you know, people come out of college now, they think they're going to earn a hundred thousand it, dollars. It's the millennial attitude, I think. Yes, uh, and absolutely. And I, I I can't buy into that. You know, you you've, you've got to work hard. You got to love what you do. You know, have a passion for it, and then you're right. The money follows. That's right. Yeah.
1: If you do it with integrity, and if you do it with honesty. Because you might right. get a whole lot of money in the beginning, but then it's all going to go away.
0: Well, well, that goes right back into Bodhi's advice. So exactly. there you have it.
1: There you have it. So they, they agree on that. That's good. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> stepping away from business for a little bit, let's go ahead into the food round. Guys, what is your favorite meal to cook together or maybe cook as a family? Or what is your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant?
3: Well, my cooking together, I mean, usually one of us man's the barbecue, one or the other. And, um, you know, that, that's just throwing a steak on or, you know, throwing some chicken on a fish or salmon. Yeah. I mean, we eat pretty healthy thanks to Bodhi as well. So, um, and then my favorite food of all time is, uh, spicy noodle chicken Thai food. I just, I love Thai food. I love spicy and, uh, you know, I have to pull Bodhi there, um, it, it, you know, it's not her fine dining restaurant of choice, but it's, I go to this one in San Diego. It's kind of a hole in the wall, and it's they just make the best food there. So.
2: Yeah, and mine would be Roy's. I, I love to go to Roy's, and I like filet mignon and lobster um, would be my meal of choice. But I was a former concierge as well, so I know all the restaurant owners in town, so I get really excellent service every time I eat out.
0: Roy's is Hawaiian fusion, yes?
2: Correct, and I love it. Okay. Yeah, and, and they're so awesome. They'll, t- they'll take a picture for me from my Facebook, then they'll put it up like happy birthday or whatever, and they'll type it in Hawaiian. How awesome is that? Is that great customer service or what? That's pretty cool. Well,
0: you're assuming they're putting it in Hawaiian, unless you know Hawaiian. <laughs> well, wait,
1: no, no. She's assuming that they're saying happy birthday. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. no, th- I'm sure she'll be back. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure they're putting something up, and I'm sure it is in a foreign language.
0: And it, and it <laughs> means put her in the farthest corner, corner because she's really me. loud. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's That's not funny. loud, but but I always say here's what, and I had I had to have a little uh I, I come to Jesus meeting there about this last year. We call those life altering conversations, right? So we we go there all the time, and we got some service that was less than acceptable for a Roy's standard because you're going to drop about one twenty five in there, sure. And, and all I did at the end of the night, I just said our server. She went by our table six times before our meal took a half an hour, which is not typical for Roy's, no. And she never asked you one another drink or anything, right? So at the very end of the night, I asked Robert, who's my favorite server, who was not available to, you know, work work our table that he was already um, when we got seated later. So I said, I need to talk to Sid tonight. And so he's like, okay. so I grabbed Sid and he's the GM. And I said, I said, Sid. I always say customer complaints are the textbooks by which we learn, first of all, right? And I didn't tell him this, but when I, I walked up, I said, yeah, customer text- complaints are the textbooks by which we learn. And I said, Sid, um, the most remarkable thing about tonight is it was so unremarkable. And the reason I'm concerned about that is because you're selling an experience. And if I was to come here another time um, and, and have the same experience, I wouldn't come again. And some of these are first time guests. And I've been coming here 10 or 15 years. So I'm going to come back regardless of what happened. But you need to fix this. And right away, because I don't want you to lose business. I'm concerned about you. And he said, Bodie, you know what? Wait here. And I said, I don't want anything, Sid. I just don't want you to lose more customers tonight. But he did come back after three more times of insisting with a hundred dollars and said, please come back on me again. And of course, the next time I came back, they fell all over themselves. And so but again, it's always letting people know I'm not afraid to say, hey, if it doesn't work, let me tell you and help you fix it. That's what I like to do. And that's why my other business, Business by Bodhi, that I'm launching is based on customer service strategies for better retention for businesses.
3: That's actually what I admire about her the most is she'll go in and tell these, you know, no matter where we're at. And it's usually a restaurant, as you've heard. (laughs) But uh, she'll um, most people like say, oh, I had lousy service and don't go back to that restaurant. But she'll go. She'll want to go correct it. And, you know, talk to the owner. And most people are willing to do that as, you know, you talk to general managers or owners of the restaurant and, you know, she always asks for the top and that's what, you know, they're business owners. And so she understands that and they want to make their restaurant better and they don't want to lose business. Whereas, again, your average Joe is just going to say, ah. Let's go. You know, there's a million other restaurants. We don't have to go back there.
2: Yeah, that's really how you state it. You know, it's how you say it. I'm very nice. I mean, I never cuss or yell. I don't swear anyway. That's not my style. But I just try to be very articulate and say what happened and how it didn't meet the expectation, how I could help them fix it for other people. I call
3: it the death of a thousand cuts. She's done it to me lots of times. (laughs) I
1: I think I think it's most appreciated when um, you point something out rather than just complain or send things back or just, you know, you know, You know, that, that sort of that, you know, eh, attitude that people have and they just walk around with sort of a puss on their face and and they huff and they stomp. But they never say like, OK, this didn't work for me or that didn't work for me or whatever it is, because you, you don't ne- necessarily know. And especially any business that you're running where you have, you know, even yourself, sometimes you don't see it in yourself that you're having an off day, but somebody else does. So articulate if if you've got a complaint, articulate it. Uh, to someone in charge so it can be changed
2: yeah exactly and that's why i'm so, i mean i'm so I, I walk in and i'll walk into places like bodie how are you doing so happy to have you and because i've gotten to develop relationships with these folks over many years
1: that's right so let's go ahead and take a break no and... you
0: left out the last question oh
1: i did the most important the question most important question i almost did okay guys <sighs> most important question of the day red white or beer
3: Oh, let's see. I would, although I'll do a Cabernet every now and then, so that'd be red. Um, But I'm most up always for like a nice IPA, like a Sculpin IPA, I guess would be my favorite beer.
2: And I... Got to tell you, I only drink champagne. Big surprise, it, right? Yeah,
3: isn't that a shock?
2: So I I don't drink wine or beer or white wine, red wine, anything. My drink of choice, even though people like Vouv, I'm not a big Vouv fan. I drink Prosecco. It's my favorite barefoot Prosecco, $7.99 a bottle. And like I said, I, I only drink champagne. And champagne cocktail, if they have the... And mix like a good portion at a restaurant they'll do a champagne cocktail with the strawberries my only other drink but it's champagne every day for me. I got to celebrate life every day, right?
1: That's right. And prosecco is delicious. Mostly yes. because it's Italian, but prosecco is delicious. All right, so let's go ahead and take a break now and then when we get back we're going to hear the pet, pet peeve. Hey everybody, we know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, together 24/7 listeners can get a free audiobook that's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com together.
0: Listeners, you have a business. You need a website. There are a million choices out there. So where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. Welcome back. You know what time it is, Catherine?
1: It's pet peeve time.
0: Yay, pet peeve. Who's peeving?
1: Um, Well, it started with Mitchell and then Bodhi joined in, but... um,
0: Bodhi Bodhi took over the pet peeve?
1: But I think it's Mitchell's (laughs) pet peeve. They they agree on it.
0: Okay, let Mitchell start then.
1: Okay, Mitchell, what's your pet peeve?
3: (laughs) Um... It is, uh, you know, we we always um, have we have staff meetings. We're very, uh, you know, close with our staff every day and what what they're doing and what um, the whole company is doing. And a lot of times, Bodie and I, because we're owners and uh, you know managers and operators of the business, we have a you know we have skin in the game, so we see every instance every. You know, call every email, every text from a client as the most important thing in the world. You know, to us because that's what garners more business, and a lot of times we can't communicate that back to our staff. It seems, and that's the biggest pet peeve of ours, when we see uh, email even from another vendor that's helping us out. Let's say we hire a structural engineer, and somebody. He drops us an email with a question in it of all things. This recently happened, and the email doesn't get answered for the entire day. I mean, it comes in early in the morning, and it just drives us insane. So um, we're we're all about customer service, and whether it's you know our staff amongst each other, you know, returning each other's emails, talking to each other, talking to our clients, you know, getting back to people immediately, and solving, you know, what can I do for our customers today? That's really what it is.
2: Yeah, and I would have to add to that. One of my favorite other sayings is, Customer service is not a department, it's an attitude. And it's the attitude when someone has an, everybody has an opportunity. You have like a second or two. I was at a really big seminar recently. I won't say who this person is, he's very famous. And someone I, I was meeting for the first time, but he's the Facebook friend, a personal friend on Facebook and comment back and forth all the time. But when I saw him, he'd had his computer crash. And he just had a second, and it wasn't John Asteroff, but he just had a second to respond to me and how he was going to choose to respond. And, and I was said, hey, how's it going, so-and-so? And he's like, oh, my gosh, my computer do all the time to talk. And I was like, he was really rude. And then I thought, gosh, he sells positivity on his website, blah, 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 right? And then I saw him shortly later. I just kind of gave him a thumbs up, said, hey, praying for you. Hope you get your computer worked out. And because I know he's a Christ follower. But it was just interesting. And within an hour on stage, he was all like, hey, life, positivity and all that. But it's just interesting how people aren't always what they appear to be. And that's my other, uh, you know, real pet peeve is be authentic. be Have integrity. Be authentic. Do what you say you're going to do. And don't put on errors. And just have make that choice to, you know, put your best foot forward every day and to leave people with a good attitude my favorite saying and what i have on my facebook it says i want to leave people better than i found them and that's really my personal motto in life
1: very good excellent excellent and good pet peeve you know make sure that your staff is an extension of you for all of our listeners out there that have staff or are Contemplating adding staff in this, you know, in this coming year or any time, you know, make sure your staff is an extension of you, your principles, your ethics, your ideas. And so, guys, Bodie and Mitchell Campagna, I I like that I can say their name with the proper accent. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) Mitchell J Architecture. You guys are out of San Diego, California. We're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes page. Thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing what it's like to be together
2: 24-7. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Barry and yeah, Cuthbert. Very we really welcome. appreciate
0: it. It's our pleasure. And we'll catch everyone next time. See
2: you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you.
0: We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly together at together247.net.
1: Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors links as well.
0: Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net.
1: And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.